Hello ladies and gentlemen, craft spirit enthusiasts, and those interested in the intoxicating world of craft distilleries, cideries, meaderies, wineries, and the occasional foray into breweries. It's Rich Shane and welcome to Fermented Adventure, the podcast, where we bring you the fascinating people that are making the mash, fermenting, distilling, bottling, pouring, and delivering to you some of the finest libations in the world. Before we get started, here are a few housekeeping items. Thank you for bringing the podcast into wherever you are and whatever you're doing. We truly are grateful that you've chosen to listen and make us part of your day. It would mean the world to us if you left a five-star review. This helps us climb in the rankings and it makes it easier for others to find us. Don't hesitate to leave us your comments as well. If the podcast didn't meet your expectations, tell us why. We're always striving to improve. You can find us at fermentedadventure.com. We are on Instagram and Facebook as Fermented Adventure. Email us at fermentedadventure at gmail.com. All right, FA Nation, let's meet our guests. I am so excited to be here at Liquid Alchemy. I'd like to welcome Jeff and Terry, the proprietors and masters at Liquid Alchemy. Jeff, welcome. Jeff, take us back to that moment. When uh, you conceived, when all this was conceived, take us back to that moment. That was a long time ago. That was back in the 1800s. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of old. Okay. Uh, as for liquid alchemy being conceived, um, that was sort of a terrorized uh, brainchild back in geez, 20, 2012. Uh, we're, we're on vacation in Portland, Maine. We decided to um, go to this little cafe for breakfast and um, uh, look on the, the lovely spectacles and find something called Lavender Lemonade Mead, um, and, and question about this to our, uh, our server, and uh, uh, proceeded to get some little, little samples of, uh, of yonder drink, and uh, I don't know, it hit a little bit of an aha moment. Um, we, we drank this stuff, these little samples, uh, but we're both coffee people, so really all we wanted to, to shoot for was coffee that morning, and found ourselves having a quite alcoholic breakfast, um, and then went on to find out that the facility that made this uh, lavender lemonade weed was a couple miles away in Portland, Maine, and we, we arranged a tour, and we did the tasting, and we bought some bottles, and we took them back to, to Delaware, and um, unfortunately, after finishing these bottles, found out that our liquor store in this area don't carry that product, and actually don't carry much product at all in terms of weed, um, and, and we, we kind of then embarked on a little bit of a weed adventure. So if you never went to Maine, if no, you didn't, been, if you I've didn't go to, we we never would have been sitting here. The whole mead cider. What what are yeah. we in? What what is this a a meadery? Is it a cidery? Is it a winery? Is it a it, distillery? It, what what all, is this? All the above, uh, minus the distillery part. Technically, I guess a meadery is a cidery. Okay. Um, meadery place that makes mead. Cidery place that makes cider. Okay. Um, brewery place that makes beer. Winery place that makes wine. Distillery place that makes distilled beverages. It's, it's, it's just kind of broken down into a question. So realistically, what you really are is a fantastic time. The people are going to have a great time yes. enjoying what you make yep. over there in the back, yep. right? This is literally a fermented adventure. Okay. If somebody would have asked you 10 years ago, would you ever expected have expected to own a meadery, cidery? Would that have come into any kind of conversation? Not at all. Not at all. I, I am a trained physician. I am in healthcare. I've been in healthcare for 28 years, um, and and saw my whole life being centered around there somehow. But uh, then again, healthcare is basically a branch of science. And when I went to college for science, I, I learned laboratory skills and uh, had no idea that they would be quite valuable in the home brewing world. 
Okay. And that homebrewing can lead to something like this. All right. So, so you're, you're yeah, you, you, you always knew you were going to be a mad scientist, but you just didn't know why that was going to come into uh, ciders and meads. And I, I have done much mad science every day. <laughs> and every time one of those TV shows that comes on, it's got some kind of mad science uh, turn on Okay. So, uh, yeah. What was that first? What, what was the first thing you decided to make, and why? What was your first product that you uh, were able to make? Well, our, our first product, we well, it's hard because a little little bit of background on this. Um, there is a vast amount of knowledge when it comes to brewing. If you want to make a beer, YouTube is crazy. There's books, there's, there's videos, there's everything. Um, same with wine. It, it's relatively well published, well um, detailed. Um, series of events on how to how to perform. Uh, we started looking up a little bit um, how to make mead, and found a couple of books out there. Uh, we, we got one off the bat, but uh, um, had a little bit of sketchy um, details on, on how to produce this. So we decided to get like a mead kit. Um, so we, we got some honey. We got this mead kit. We we kind of threw it all together and put it into this this gallon jar and, and just kind of sat and waited and said, "All right, come on, bring on the mead." Um, and, uh, you, know, you waited later, the whole time. You just stood there looking at this yeah, gallon jar. Much every day. Okay. Just, just looked at this. Thing. Okay. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, nice to meet you. Um, after about a month, we, we, we took this stuff and, and put it into a glass and you know, kind of toasted and, and, and took a sip and um, pretty much almost spit it out. It was it was horrible. Okay. It was it was a it was a wonderful horrible um, experience and, and we learned a lot. Um, we learned that it was not as easy as we thought it was going to be. It's not just throw some honey into some water and, and pretend you're a Viking. Okay. Wasn't quite so easy. So it was the whole romance of being a Viking that really, uh, that was something that appealed to you? Not at all. But, okay. but I, mean, I think a, a lot of people associate mead with that kind right. of era. Right. Um, because when it does come to a lot of documentation on mead and its popularity, you saw it with the Celts, you saw it with the Vikings, you saw it with the kings and queens of England. You know, it, it, it had that kind of romantic side of it back then. But, but historically, this goes back to cavemen. This is what everybody used to drink. It, it's just that when you look at documentation, you, you see it with the, the more popular things that we're looking at today, but it really was, was drank in every culture around the world, on every level, from, from the peasants to the queens, and uh, um, was basically uh, replaced over time with cheaper forms of grape wine and beer, um, but, but meat was all over the place. Meat was it. It was. If you were popular back in the day, it was mead that I you were drinking. Yep, unfortunately, my first batch would not have made me it okay. at all. It would have made me the target of bows and arrows. <laughs> okay. It was horrible. Or a big club or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so right? I think a club would have been nice. So the first actual mead that you made here at Liquid Alchemy, what was it? Um, well. Or was it a yeah, cider? Let's, let's, let's jump like six years ahead. Okay. Um, Turner did a lot of homework, a lot of homework. Um, and we figured out a lot. We... we Took a lot of my laboratory skills. We did a lot of research. Um, Terry's got a, a great culinary background um, and is a wonderful cook. Took a bunch of things, threw them together, and really kind of figured this out over time. Um, and played with a bunch of other formulas uh, at home, um, in our kitchen, in our basement, at our office, um, until we eventually kind of figured out how to make some good product. So, what? This is one of them. Yes, uh, Terry brought one of their uh, items over. What, what are we drinking here? We're going to drink our O4, which is a blend of orange blossom honey, mandarin, tangerine, and blood oranges. So Jeff loves orange juice. Um, and we decided a, a, an orange wine 
typical orange, you know, just your regular everyday orange found at the supermarket would not work. So we went on a little adventure ourselves with different oranges and found this blend to work just beautifully. That's that's just delightful. And and what I would say is that everything that you make is crisp, it's clean. You get the dimensions of different flavors, the layering of different flavors in, in what you make, and that's that's just delicious. So um, it's, it's a popular uh, it's a popular uh, one yeah, here. Of course, it's very popular. Um, it's typically our biggest seller every month. Okay. You know, sometimes we'll have seasonals out that that will creep up and take the number one spot. This is this is typically the number one. Year. And when you say this is the most popular, how many bottles of this, or how do you, how do you base the amount of, of volume that you make? That's that's Jeff's department back in the production. <laughs> okay. And so, so how much O4 do you make in the course of a month, or how much do you usually well, produce? I think. I mean, we'll have to look at our, our lovely computer system, which says everything. <laughs> Probably made somewhere around last year, somewhere around 150 gallons. Okay. Of it, and uh, which turned into a lot of bottles and, and a couple of kegs, and um, we're, we're still trying to find our our zone here, and really, it's you know, we're, we're trying to supply enough. Our tasting room to keep everybody happy. Uh, we're making a little extra so we can go to events. Um, but the, the unknown factor is now we're actually starting to get into restaurants and liquor stores. Great. So which is wonderful. But but I don't know how much they're going to be demanding and what is going to be entailed on um, in terms of quantity. And, and you know this this one last event that we did a little while ago, we did not cover back to back. And um, they wanted 14 of our kegs. tank, a bigger setup, and I know we've talked about the expansion of what you're doing, and you're growing right now, which is yeah. fantastic. How, how has that changed for you? I mean, when you started out, you know, take us through the experience of, uh, you know, the, the, the point where you found the building and everything else. What's, what's that been like to, 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 to grow to where you are today? Well, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, we, we started out with these little itty-bitty baby tanks uh, that were little 20-gallon tanks, and we had them kind of like all over the place, and um, you know, we, we may do it the best we can because the, the initial startup cost of the building that we have, the, the, the fees, the permits, everything is a, a, what a surprise. A lot more than we thought it was going to be, um, as in every other home business or, or small business in America. Um, but we're actually now in our third generation of tanks. Um, we, we've got all stainless steel tanks from Italy right now. Um, we've got some, uh, we got one two weeks ago that's uh, almost 400 gallons worth. Monster, we call that the mountain. The mountain, um, okay. And uh, it literally is a mountain in the back. And uh, we're, we're, we're kind of uh, going as organically as the business is going. And we're, we're seeing how it grows. We're trying to measure it. We're trying to um, do things smartly and, uh, and, and grow healthy and, and see where this takes us. So you know, that, that aha moment. You go from watching this small bottle, this small jug of mead, doing whatever it did, and it didn't work out. But what was that aha moment when you knew you were on to something? You know, what, take it, that, that moment. You know, what was it for you? Did you have a moment? For me, no. It was just more of an evolution. It was just over time. We kept building on our, our recipes and our formulas, and things would slowly get better. And 
family wouldn't despise the thing so much. <laughs> you're just not choking it down, but really enjoying what we're making then. Um, and it was a slow process for me. I, I guess there was a couple of aha moments from me. I'm, I'm, I'm not a trained brewer, even though there was one in the room that um, was going to be going to an official brewery school soon. I, I learned by sight sound experimenting, um, which is the way a lot of um, scientists slash alchemists would, would discover things. Um, so because of that, and, and Terry and I definitely worked together as a, as a team. It wasn't a, a, a one-person effort. We, we, we accomplished this together. Um, but I, I think one, a couple of the moments that, that were aha uh-huh to me, um, I guess the first one was uh, two years ago, a big competition called the Texas Mead Cup. Okay. You send your flavors out to get evaluated, to get comments, to, to get better. Um, because you know, we're, we're in Little Delaware here. We don't have many, many meat places on the East Coast. Just a handful within our, our reasonable driving distance. So I have an idea of how we're doing. And, and you know, we, we come up with different flavors. And we're, we're happy with them. Um, but when we got the uh, Best of Show Award at the Texas Meat Cup um, two years ago, I, I guess that was a little bit of an aha moment for us to all of a sudden say, you know, I think we're getting somewhere. Um, and then last year, uh, we got the second place best in show at a uh, competition called Meet for Your Die up in New Hampshire. Um, that is the biggest East Coast show. Um, and at the current time, we're up for best in show of something called the World Meat Challenge out in Chicago. Okay. Um, one of the flavors found at Taps is uh, one of the top two finals. So we're going to find out, uh, hopefully within a week or two, uh, how we did on that. I, I, I see. I mean, there, there's got to be at least 30 awards and up, up on the wall for the awards that your needs and ciders have won. Yeah. And this is your third year. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, just, That's impressive. Just, just to click year number two. So uh, we're two years in business, two years in a few months. And uh, we're very, very happy at uh, how we've done and how we've grown and how we've developed and, and, and all of our amazing that's a nice recognition for, you know, all that you've been working hard. Terry, what is the what's the next glass that you've brought over? What is that? Well, the next glass I have for you is called Glugtoberfest. Glugtoberfest. Based off of Swedish glug, um, typically made with Akrabi, which is a caraway liquor. So my family would make this every holiday season um, with the Akrabi. And it, it's pretty potent. You know, if you, you have one and, and you're feeling pretty happy on Christmas Eve, um, but... Jeff didn't care for it. <laughs> Too much. Yeah, it was a little rough. It's for him. it's it's, it's spicy. It, it's it's got a nice spicy finish on the palate. You get that first that sweetness to it, and then you get the spice to finish it off. Yeah. So what um, we did was uh, make our own uh, recipe with this, with our orange blossom honey, but using some of the same ingredients in traditional dogs. So cardamom, cinnamon, orange zest, raisins, almonds. That's just that's just that's just fabulous, and that's I, I can see why it's really popular, especially around this time. Um, so, do you spend a lot of time here at the cidery meadery? How much time do you spend in liquid alcohol? Depends on what you consider a lot of time. Um, I guess probably ninety percent of our life. I guess. Yeah, okay. I okay. Not maybe 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 half. I, we we basically have two full time jobs: healthcare full time, this full time, uh, about forty hours each. Um, just just spread out different ways and. So what do you like doing when you're not here and not sleep? Basically, that's what you like doing. <laughs> We're home at midnight and 
watching Game of Thrones if we can. Okay. Maybe eating sometimes. So that I, I can see the theme that maybe Game of Thrones should start incorporating some liquid alchemy needs we're, in. We're waiting. Yeah. As soon as they hear this, I'm, I'm surprised sure they, they haven't. I'm, I'm sure the next season. Okay. Like, right towards the end, they're going to have some big feasts. Okay. All right, I can see. So, uh, they need to come to Delaware to to satisfy the Game of Thrones. All right, uh, I, I can see a Game of Thrones day here at uh, Liquid Alchemy. This, if when you come here, you're going to see that there's so much personality uh, decorating uh, the space here. Who who's the interior decorator to to what you're doing? I think we've kind of done this together. This has been again an evolution, sort of like the evolution of our, our flavors. Okay. Um, we're, we're we're a little bit of uh, collectors. Um, and, and it found things over the years that we just like collecting, and we just decided to have spread our, our, our wealth on other people with a combination of pop culture and, and industrial stuff, and historical stuff, antiques, um, a little bit of everything from we got a, a, an 1880s uh, wooden wheel bicycle up there to a uh, life-size skeleton sitting on a Sears uh, wheelchair from the 1910s, and then a Darth Vader helmet with a, a tiara and a beam. And and you've got a museum over yes. there. Yes, we we have, we have our <laughs> historical brewery museum. Um, interesting stuff from the 1400s to the present, uh, having to do with uh, beer making, wine making, cider, mead, all the above, um, and a lot of it actually is uh, Delaware related. Okay. So, so it's it, it is the history for Delaware. Um, a little snapshot of uh, going back to that. Um, yeah, I mean, we have a historic drink, so let's bring some history to everybody. And, and even though, yeah, it's, it's a place to drink, to enjoy, to have a good time with your friends, uh, we like to take a little bit more, and uh, it's, a, it's a journey through history. What brought me, and the first thing I saw was the boar with Gumby on top. And yep, I, thank Terry for that. Okay, so that's Terry's decorating yep. scheme there. Yep, Terry, Terry <laughs> was uh, bringing that through the Newcastle County Farmer's Market, okay. carrying that one day uh, in, in one of her glamorous jackets, and uh, people were stopping her and taking pictures because she's quite lovely. Okay, and so tell me about the name. Tell me, how, how did you come up with the name? Uh, you know what? It's funny. It, it just kind of evolved over time. Um, a very large notebook with many pages with yeah, we, many names. We found a, a notebook that had a, like, a beehive on the front of it um, that had that, that kind of that hexagonal repetitive uh, pattern. It looked like a beehive. And um, we, we just started making, starting making notes in it after this, this trip to, to Portland, Maine. And that's what people say. I'm going to the lab, and uh, you have to kind of explain that a little bit, right? Yeah, you're everything from liquid alchemy to alchemy to LAB to lab. Our, our logo is, is a very, very cool, recognizable LAB trapezoid, which is kind of a cross section of a gold bar. And you have two periodic elements on the back. Uh, well, one, one, of our, one there. One of our shirts, yeah, one of our logos. Is yeah. The uh, Lanthium Borium uh, 
that together. So and and what does that what does that distinguish? What does that sig- signify? Signifies exactly nothing. Nothing. Just nothing two cool LA, sounding elements. Yep, okay. LA, I've been dying to ask you that for a long time. Okay. Now, see, I can say it means nothing. It's just two yeah. periodic elements. Our little uh, slogan, drink periodically. Okay. So, this way, you look at the periodic table. Drink periodically. So, the bottles, the design, it just kind of follows and, and, and flows through. Is there a, a, a math method or the madness there about the bottle design, the label design? Which is, uh, again, again, it's something organic. Sorry, and I just kind of played with designs. And we have a new design coming out okay. in 2019. So all I will say is that everything's going to be rolled off, rolled away. Um, it's pretty amazing. Okay, I'm excited. Um, Terry has a, a very talented daughter who also has talented friends, and they've got all their minds together and, and the rest. And uh, looking very much forward to releasing some new labels in uh, 2019. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah. More good stuff. So, Terry, it looks like another glass has been poured. Is it another glass of our cynical cider? What's nice about that is I get the sweetness, and then you get the tartness of the apples, and then it, it finishes with that cinnamon. And and I just think that's really refreshing. So, I mean, all these flavors and ideas, where do they come from? You know, from God. They, they come God. from God. Okay. So we're getting religious on the podcast now. Okay. I, I was wondering when religion was going to make it into the podcast, but this is the moment. Okay. You know, Okay. And that's the only thing I can say. You know, Sarah and I spent a lot of time in cooking, and you know, we got some inspiration from the cooking channel on cooking, whatever network on TV. Um, yeah. Just the, the, the chefs are playing with a lot of different foods, spices, and sometimes we we we'll see that and think, oh, that could go in a meat. That would be great. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not so great. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we're bringing in, now we're bringing guy yeah. and God. Yeah. So some people. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> so if if the flavor doesn't work, if it doesn't work, you're blaming guy. If it works, it's God. All right. Well, uh, I, I can't wait till he stops by and brings the Camaro over, and um, you guys can yeah yeah you guys can have the whole. Okay. So this is the dive he's been looking for. Oh, I could be. Because I don't know. Sort of a drive in. Yeah, it's not a Well, okay. you could drive here. You could. Okay. So, how do you delegate the responsibilities of the business? I mean, how do you delegate, you know, what we have to do on a daily basis? What do you do? Well, I try not to delegate anything. All right. I myself in the back. That, that door right there is the doorway to my little brewery back there. Okay. So, I try to stay on that side of the door. Gotcha. I try to make my, my pretty things that make nice metals and keep everybody happy and keep us all all. all Liquidating uh, and, and Terry runs the front of the show here. Okay. So that's a tremendous job. Again, we're, we're still trying to figure out this is not our, our natural habitat, so we're still trying to work through this, but it's good because we're able to start small and then grow slowly and uh, build 
really happy with uh, the way things are going. What are some of the surprises of uh, of things you didn't expect about opening the doors here, making this delicious product back? What what surprised you the most? Um, probably the most right because you said open the door is our doors are a pain in the ass. Okay. And they stink. They st- <laughs> and, and, and in addition to having to do everything else, we have to do all of the repair work around here. Too. Okay. So we've had to fix our doors and uh, there's, there's a couple of leaks in the building that happened. It's, a, it's an old building, it's an old roofing building. So chief so cook, to, bottle washer, repairman, yeah, superintendent. We, we had to basically do it all and had little repairs and little things and things all over the place. But you know what? I think it's actually helped us grow. Um, it, it, sort of the same way, I think if, if our first batch of meat would have turned out amazingly delicious when we first made it at home, we probably would have thought, eh, this isn't so hard to do. Anybody can do this. Why, why would we turn this into a career? But it turned out so bad, and, and it was so hard to figure out how to make a really, 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 truly great product. Um, that, that was some of our motivation of, of, of making this work. So it was really the process that kept you going. It was yeah. the experimentation and just discovering what you could possibly do. Yeah. Is that is that yeah. what keeps you going? I mean, is that the excitement today? And also really horrible things okay. that uh, we thought were disgusting. And, and, but that gave us more motivation for making great things. Okay. Um, and, and same with this. You know, if it wasn't for motivation of little little leaks in the building and little things that you know would get us going, we've got to figure out what is our solution. How do we fix this? And then how do we make it better? And then uh, maybe in the next building we get, how are we going to make a, a bigger building? How are we going to make that better? Um, how are we going to you know, rearrange the, the tasting room to make it more accommodating for, for people? How are we going to rearrange the brew house to make it work better and more efficiently for, for our tanks? Um, we're even thinking about designing new tanks, um, making them ourselves. So you know, not typically not really a beer tank, not a wine tank, something in between that would, would kind of have our own signature. Okay, something more accommodating the style of what you're doing yeah. and uh, in a way to produce, you know, what you're looking to do a little bit better, easier, more efficiently. Yeah, may not be cheap, but let's, let's, let's go. Any, any surprises where you just kind of, when you, when you close the door and you guys are home and you just say, wow, any, other than the awards, I mean, any surprises that just you didn't expect out of this? You know, a, a couple of things. The, the, the first one was just about eight months ago. We, we do these events. We go to these different beer and wine events, and, and we go and, and we set up a table, we set up a tent, um, you, you set up your, your display, and you serve people that come to these events. Typically, they're called food festivals or some kind of other festivals like Beer Festival. Lots of people have music, they'll brought food, food trucks. So we were at an event that, <laughs> at the last minute, they changed the rules on us. So we ran to this event. It was, it was only me. Uh, usually there's two people that go together. We have a pretty nice setup. We have a nice tent. We, we try to go first class. So this time we didn't have a chance because it was just kind of like wham, bam, thank you, man. Just run there really quickly. Set up something basic. We did not have anything but a cooler to play with. Um, a basic sign. No real decorations. And a bunch of business cards to throw out on the, on the table. We had a line 30, 40 people deep during this event. That was just blowing everybody away. I was looking over at some of my friends who were brewers, and they had their tables, and, and they're just, you know, they've got two or three people in front of them, and I've got this beautiful line in front of me, and I was blown away. Was was really, really excited about the comments that I got from people. Um, our products were just spot on that day, um, and it, it, it was just one of those moments where 
and, and a couple of people even, even walked up to me and said, you guys are killing me. Like, what are you doing? And I didn't know what to answer. It's just, it was a very interesting, um, odd, but exciting uh, time. And um, I'm hoping that that's going to be the, the norm for us in the future. I, I think what you're, you're bringing refreshing to the space. I mean, you're bringing something different that I would say the masses, they've heard about the larger produced ciders. And maybe, you know, when they hear that beer commercial about a mead that, you know, they don't, you know, they get, they get put in the misery of shame pit or something like that. But, um, but, but what you're bringing is something to the masses that they've never had before, that they've never tried. And I can say for the experiences that we've had that, you know, this is just something that you can't get in other areas. You can't get in other places until you're really willing to step out on that adventure and say, I want to try something. I want to try this. This is, this is, this is fabulous. So I think that's part of it that when you're, um, you know, bringing that to a, a festival where there's a lot of beers or, you know, breweries and they're like, wow, what's that? That yeah. doesn't surprise me that you're 40 deep on people that want to try a meat or a cider and realize this is and, – and you mix them together, right? What do you do? What do you call that here when you mix no, them together? The, the bee sting. The bee sting. Yeah, Tell we, us. We didn't mix them together that day. We had one meat and one cider that were you – know, typically people, when they come up to our stand, will say, you know, what do you have? Um, and a lot of times in beer, they'll, they'll have like, oh, here's our IPA, here's our stout. Right. And have a little description on it, but, but we've got two different classes. We've got uh, a cider made from apples and bee made from honey that are totally different families. Um, so it's kind of neat. Most of the time when people come up, they ask us for, for one of both. And it's interesting because some people like one, some people like the other, some people like both. Um, you never know. Um, but, but it really is a different product. And yeah, it's, it's amazing seeing people's responses. And uh, probably, I don't know, maybe eight times out of ten, I, I see this. Uh, they've never had it before. And, and it hits their lips, and, and you just kind of see their eyebrows raise, um, or, or a smile come to their face. And you're like, what is this? Um, and it's neat to be able to turn people on in that way to something that's so new, but so old. To, and, to and, 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 but you, you, you can mix these together, and you call it a bee sting. Yeah. You have a, is there a popular or the most popular bee sting that you find people order where they mix the cider and mead together? Well, and it's funny because we never saw this coming. Okay, you know, that's what I'm saying. There are things that you like, didn't see, right? Yeah, we're, we're like, all right, we make meat, we make cider. Right. Um, never the two shall mix. Um, well, I guess we were wrong. Um, they shall mix, and they shall mix amazingly. And, man, um, grounded, tapped, and deeply rooted. Okay. And, and grounded, tapped is what? Tapped deeply is, rooted is what? Uh, grounded, tapped is a, a coffee maple beet right. uh, mixed with a root beer uh, cider. Right. That just... Yeah. Just all these dark deep flavors. Yeah. Um, amazing. Um, 04, one of the drinks that we had a little bit earlier today, um, mixes amazing with either a cordial or a light side, which are two of our lighter ciders. Um, produces really light, refreshing, kind of very summery flavor. Um, the, the interesting thing is, it generally came along a little while ago and decided to um, basically roll the dice of hate. Okay. Into, um, Choosing his bee stings because he tried every bee sting that he wanted. He's like, oh, I want to try something different. So he bought some Dungeons and Dragons dice with him, and he, he had he rolled the dice and he found one that had almost the same uh, amount that that means we had, and another dice that had all the ciders we had, and basically would take whatever numbers came up on there um, as his combination that day. And we have never found a bad. Is that why 
the numbers are on the uh, menu? So that's how yeah. you roll. So now I, I learned something else as to why the numbers are there. Yeah. So if you roll that well, number. That's not a, I mean, the number is there. So if we, when we do a tasting plate sheet, right. you write down those numbers. On okay. There, so, so you got a correlation. I got gotcha. you. Um, but he used that for dice numbers. And um, it's pretty happy, really, really good. Now you, some ones that I thought were going to be a little funky. And they were pretty good. Yeah. See? So, again, that's that, that's that aha experience where you said, let's go out and let's do this. And you never expected that somebody would take one from one and one from the other and mix it together. Now, you're also putting your ciders and meads or meads into barrels and you're aging them? Uh, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> okay. Okay. Because the beer guys can do it and the distilled guys have been doing it forever. Right. And the wine guys have been doing it a little bit. Right. We, we got very, very blessed and have some friends that have distillery um, down, down the middle of that one. Okay. It's one of the Hain and Stave. Great, great guy. Hain and Stave is fabulous. Ball. Hopefully they'll be on the podcast sometime soon. I think so. <laughs> we, can, we can help you out. Okay. Um, so they would use one of these uh, American oak barrels, um, age their stuff for, for a year, a couple of years, and then after that, would not be able to use it again. Um, but sell them to me, and then I can put stuff in. So I had really no idea what I was doing, but I started aging some of our meats and ciders in them. It just got better and better and better. It really, really produced a very, very unique uh, flavor profile. Even more, you know, you're mentioning about the layers. God, the, the layers that are barrel aged stuff is just, just amazing. And I have to say, for, for a place of disclosure, your barrel aged meads are some of my favorites that you make. They just really are. And it's it's so much character and so much depth that you talk about. Um, so finally, people like them so much now, we're, we're actually bottling them. So you can take them home with you. Before we were just kind of putting them on the, uh, the side of the bar and serving it freshly you know, out of the out of the firkin. Uh, but right now, did you say firkin? Yep. Out of the firkin. That's a big monster. Okay, that's that's a firkin. That is a firkin. Okay. That's an English firkin. So what you're saying is I have to make more room for stock for more liquid alchemy beverages um, because you're bottling barrel aged items now. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, and and, and uh, as somebody else so eloquently put it a little while ago, we're firkin crazy. We're firkin crazy. Are, you are. Yeah. I mean, one of the best things for you and Terry, and I got to say, is I just walked in here as just somebody that was just interested to see what you were doing. And um, we, we came in and uh, I have to say, when you come here, you feel like you're part of the family. Everybody here makes you feel like your friends that, hey, you know, it's like almost coming into cheers um, and, you know, you get hugs and we're happy to see you. And you do some you and Terry. You do some great events. Tell us, you know, tell us some of the events that you do and, and, and how you uh, promote what, what you're doing. I will let Terry do that because there's so many and she gets to schedule, do all the scheduling. So <laughs> I, I defer all that to her. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know what? We want everyone to come in and enjoy and relax and, and feel like, you know, they, they're kind of, this is an escape for them. They come and have fun. So we've done things from, um, which this coming Sunday we're going to do again, which is a pajama brunch. So come in your jammies get a discount. Um, different events. Uh, we're going to have a Game of Thrones event. <laughs> See, there you go. Okay. We've had axe throwing parties. Uh, axe throwing like. and drinking mead and cider. Yeah. And then you're mixing that There's together. Nothing better. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, we've done, uh, we did a zombie apocalypse with the, the battle axe people. So you know, they, you know, they had a little game back there about throwing the axes if you miss get a zombie bite. Um, Halloween parties. Day of the Dead. Yeah, Day of the Dead. We're, 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 we're,
hired mariachi band. We had the ghost hunters, Delmarva ghost hunters, come in and tell us Delaware ghost stories. And and you also have a, a good uh, team, a collaboration of food trucks that you work with too. We love our food trucks. Although Jeff and I are both twenty five pounds overweight now because of the food trucks, <laughs> uh, but they've been yeah they've been great. So we've uh, narrowed it down to uh, several that are consistent. They show up. They make great food and trying to offer people different things for, for you know different nights. So you don't have the same thing every night. You know some of them do a, a vegan option. Now you're just really making me hungry. So thank you. Thank you. Terry, what is this? What did you bring over? What's the last what's the last one we're gonna sample? So this is the first. Okay. sweetness i get a fig flavor on there um a little bit of um it finishes with a little bit of bitterness almost like you'd find from um like an amaro or something like that with with some of the spices that i, I find there it's got a kind of caramely i mean it's very interesting all of because it's a dark dark amber, almost call it like a mahogany yeah um, very, very different color for for a cider but very much like um i, I guess turning into a fermentation term like like a uh, stout or a porter in the beer world, a lot darker, using caramelized sugars and, and trying to uh, reach some of the, the darker notes. And how did you name it? How do you come up with the names of some of these some of these that you produce? How do you do that? Uh, I think turn to if I remember right, we're brainstorming. And okay. And just kind of throwing at actually drink a little bit. So, but but as we're as we're getting inspired by by whatever we're, we're creating. Um, throwing out ideas and, and seeing what sticks. And, and I think we originally were going to call this the dark side. And then we figured, ah, you know, Lucas may get a little bit annoyed at that because okay. it's a basic <laughs> something he's done. And, and it's only a national podcast. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, the dark side. Right. And I'm like, you know, instead of S-I-D, it's C-I-D. Okay. Um, and, and we'll kind of play it a little bit. And, and as we're, we're very much... Uh, Fans of pop culture and, and, and of Star Wars and Star Trek and, and geez, Gumby, um, you name it, it's, it's around here somewhere. We've got the, a nice mixture of things, but uh, um, I, I like the fact that we can kind of play a little bit on the dark side and the light side um, and, and make ciders that are, that are uh, kind of reflective. I think I think what is so enjoyable is everything comes out with your personalities. And the names and what you do here and the flavors. I mean, I, I think it really is is your personality that that people get to enjoy, and, and I think that really comes through. So, you know, what what's the future hold for Liquid Alchemy? I mean, you talked a little about uh, different tanks or a different location. What what are the things that you're doing? Uh, you know, what can we look forward to in 2019? 
I think uh, more distribution. Um, we're working with a salesperson right now, uh, possibly a new distributor, and looking to to not only get out to the state more, especially uh, further south, but into surrounding states a little bit more. We do have our Maryland license and our Pennsylvania license, but we'd like to expand on that maybe in the New York market. And and I understand you're doing something with a bus. Yes, we decided we too much. Six hours a night is far too many hours to sleep. So we decided to start another business. <laughs> okay. So so what's the what's the bus you're doing? What what's that all about? So for safer tours, so the bus will take people on a tour of three different breweries, eateries, distilleries, uh, throughout northern Delaware for right now. Um, so so every Saturday is a different three stop tour, um, starting at a different location. Saturdays. Uh, so we have one coming up this Saturday, which is Liquid Afternoon Beverages, Belmont Brewing, and Wilmington Brewers. So those are your three stops. It's a great way to interact with the owner's brewers. Um, you get a personalized tour. You also get a tasting flight and additional discounts uh, with um, merchandise or take home bottles or growlers. On the bus, there are snacks. Uh, we have coolers if your purchase is cold. That sounds like a fabulous idea. That sounds like a great idea. And what what I hear you doing is you're really creating a family of partners that you work with, the brewers, uh, the other uh, distillers, uh, those that are you know you're you're really looking to highlight and promote each other. And I think that's the strength in in the industry. So I, I think that sounds like it's coming through there as far as what you're doing. Yeah, it's um, just kind of one of those things that that fell into our lap. Our, our neighbors here on Brookside Drive are uh, transportation. Oh, okay. And They realized you were really good neighbors, yes, and they like came that. over with a pie. That is, yeah. Something we came over with a glass. Okay. Um, and 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 it's kind of because it, it satisfies two really really valuable things. Mm-hmm. The, the craft industry in Delaware is, is growing nicely and, and needs to have help to grow. Um, it, it, it needs some needs some food to grow out of its infancy and, and, and grow into a, a good healthy world. And, and one of those things is. The issues is drinking drugs, and the, the reality is people need to get to the, the place of beverage. They need to get home, and and we're trying to find a responsible way of integrating, you know, our love for the product, but but you know, we're also still in healthcare. So so we're trying to be uh, cognizant of the, the safety that that is necessary for all of us in this. So you know, enjoy responsibly, enjoy in a way that uh, you can meet people and have a great experience. Okay. Rate and like on TripAdvisor, right? <laughs> so, so uh, you know, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? Where, how do people find Liquid Alchemy beverages? You know, best way to do is either come here. Uh, okay. Twenty eight Brookside Drive. Uh, or jump on our website. Um, we are actually at uh, Access Worldwide World Wide Web. Okay. Okay, that's so good to know. Anybody listening to this from 
Florida to uh, West Coast. So if you want to try what's being made here, you don't have to come here if you're not able to get here from one of those states. You can really enjoy some of the great products you're making. That's yeah, great. We're hoping to be nationwide someday. Great. God willing, uh, you know, we'll be able to pull that off. Okay. Um, but, but it's probably not going to happen for any All right. So right now, but uh, we're shipping everywhere. So. And you're on social media. You're on the Facebook. You're on the Instagram. We're on the Facebook and the Instagram. Absolutely. How did, what's your uh, What's your name? Liquid is, Alchemy Beverages. Okay, Liquid Alchemy Beverages, and you'll see a lot of great uh, pictures and a lot of great articles, and right. you can also keep up with fun the events. schedules, fun events. And, is there anything that uh, we didn't cover that you'd like to share? Anything that we missed you'd like the listeners to know about? I guess I guess the big thing, and, and you know, this is going to Delaware. Uh, hopefully, a lot of the people that are listening to this are all around the country, all around the world. Give it a try. Find look look up mead and cider in your area, and, and go to a place that makes real stuff. Don't just go to the liquor store and, and, and buy a bottle of whatever and cross your fingers. Um, but, but try to go to the producers. Um, you're going to get some amazing stuff. You'd be really surprised. Um, we're a little disappointed. When we first tried finding meat on the market, we went to a, um, a liquor store. Um, we got a bottle of something and found out that it was actually a white wine that some honey was added to it. And we're a little disappointed on what we ate because it, we tried because it wasn't like what we had in mind. And if we had just gone to a liquor store, tried that one bottle and said, uh, it was just okay. Again, we never would have embarked on this whole adventure. Try to find some producers in your area. Uh, there's over 500 leaders in the country and over 1,000 ciders. Um, so find good, local, pure, natural stuff and, uh, you know, and help, these, help these folks uh, uh, grow. Um, I think once you try it, you'll, you'll be really impressed and uh, you'll, you'll see that there's more than just a little dilly dilly there. Okay. Yeah, that would be great. And, you know, support, support the people that are making craft. Uh, spirits like you oh, and Terry are doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're gonna find that uh, you know what's being poured in your glass is something unlike you've never had before. Yes. So, well, I, I want to thank you guys. I, I know that uh, Dawn, my partner in Fermented Adventure, we love coming here. We we just we do feel like family, um, you know, and and we really enjoy all the events you do and are looking forward to seeing you grow and. Uh, We'll see you on the Fermented Adventure. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers.